Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is going to be a great episode of Training Unleashed. Today, the topic is mental toughness, and we've got the right person for you. His name is Chris Doris, and he is about living life on your own terms and how to use mental toughness to train yourself for exceptional, um, I don't know, I'm, you know what? Train, why, why do they want to be mentally tough, Chris? Why don't you tell them rather than me tell them? Uh, yeah, to make life easier. To make life easier. To make the creation of excellence a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. My philosophy is that no human being, we are not, we are not designed as humans to settle. We're not designed to struggle. We sure as hell are not designed to suffer. And if you just consider what the odds are of any of us occurring, and there's a guy who did the math on that, which is totally awesome. He's a Harvard dude. His name is Ali Benazer, A-L-I, last name B-I-N-A-Z-I-R. If you want to Google Ali Benazer, what are the odds? Then you'll, you'll, you'll come up with a PDF, which he put together, which is totally entertaining and mind-blowing on the fact that mathematically speaking, we are um, incomprehensible improbabilities. We are literally miracles, which means we're designed to create miracles. So why the hell would we settle? And, and the re- but there is an answer why we settle, struggle, and suffer. And it's because it's, I, okay, you could really just say it's the human experience, right? It's the game that we get to play is to free ourselves from the conditioning of our past so that we can co-create magic, you know, with reality. So I, you know, I'm a peak performance expert, right? And I, uh, I was a sports psychologist and I've been working with people on, you know, creating excellence my whole life. And one of the coolest observations that I've made is that when people are in the zone or at their best, it's, you know how they just, I ask, I always ask people, oh, your best ever, you had your best ever round of golf, you had your best ever tournament, you had your best ever game, you had your best ever recital, you had your best ever theatrical performance. What was it like? And you know what one of the most, uh, frequent descriptors is of peak performance, effortlessness. Mm. So I want to work my ass off at training my brain so that I can make the creation of excellence way easier. I love that. I, love I, don't, know how you, I, write, I don't know how you couldn't love that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've never heard of the person you talked about in reference to the miracle we are, but I have myself done some of the math and when you consider the likelihood, I mean, if anything had ever happened in the world before you did not happen, the likelihood that your parents would have ever met is remarkably changed. 
You know, and, and the, the reference I make, and this is a terrible reference, but it's true. If World War II hadn't died, hadn't happened, and if those 80 million people hadn't died, my parents would have never met. And so it I, you know, yeah. we're maybe a little off topic here, but really, no, I don't think so, because I'll bring it right back if you want. Yeah. So here here are the actual mathematical odds. Okay. So there are in the cosmos, in the estimated uh, cosmos, there is, or in the cosmos, there's, it's estimated that there are uh, two point, or uh, eighty trillion particles, something like that, right? Yeah. Or one or ten? No, that, I got it, ten to the eightieth power. That's way, way, way more than a trillion, for God's sake. Yeah. Ten to ten to the eightieth power. There's not a number for that. There's not a name for it, rather. 10 to the 80th, 10 with 80 zeros, big number. But pales, that number's puny in comparison to the odds of you. You are a one in 10 to the 2.7 millionth power, 10 with 2.7 million zeros. Still doesn't make sense. So to make sense out of it, this is the analogy that that guy Ali Benazer comes up with. And then I'll, I'll tie it up, bring it back to us. Uh, if you give 2 million people dice, you get 2 million people together, give them dice. One, one, everybody gets one die. Yeah. And on their dice has, instead of one through six, it's the numbers one through one trillion. So those are weird dice, but everybody gets those. Two million people. Air horn, everybody rolls their dice. All two million people roll the same number. That is the odds of you occurring. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> Winning. No, no. We, we are, in fact, a miracle from right. day so one. Let's, so and, let's create miracles. Yeah. And, and why one should waste a life and waste the gift. Right. Yet we know most people live unhappy lives because they are not satisfied. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when. They don't love the journey. Um, and uh, yeah. so I guess I'll ask the question, how do you become mentally tough? What exactly do you define mentally tough to be? Yeah, well, so mental toughness is the consequence of the training. Right, so uh, mental toughness is the is the consequence of having invested tons of effort into strengthening the way that I use my mind. So all, fundamentally, I only use it in ways that serve me. All right, to simplify that even further, uh, mental toughness is characterized by emotional mastery, in order, the ability to m profoundly manipulate my psychological states, my moods, just change my moods in a moment's time so that I'm choosing, operative word, choosing to think my way, I'll back up on that in a second, to think my way into psychological states, emotions, moods, same stuff, right? That, that increase the probability of me having what I want in that moment, doing what I want in that moment, getting what I want in that moment, or being who I want in that moment. Our, so yeah. Buddha said, the mind is the forerunner of all things and how you think governs how your entire life unfolds. That, that's worth repeating. Yeah. Our entire lives unfold according to the way that we think. And uh, how many of us who are listening to this or watching this have had any formal training in how to become a thought warrior? Like, like what was the name of the class you had in grade school? on this. Oh, that's right. There wasn't one. <laughs> what was the one in high school called? 
oh, that's right. There wasn't <laughs> one. So I even went through graduate school in psychology. Yeah. That would be an appropriate place for a course on the practical nature, like the how-to of becoming an amazing thinker and therefore an emotional master so that I can choose to manipulate my states all day, every day in ways that make the creation of excellence easier. The classes weren't there. So that's what I'm doing with my life is teaching people how to do that. And the, the simplest, so to answer your question, which is all right, how do we, like how, well, how do we do this? Start at the beginning, really heighten your awareness to your moods. Start paying attention to how you feel and become excellent at labeling those states. I like to say that the most mentally tough, happiest, successful, if we can make that one word, we should, because that's they're all inextricably connected, right? Happiest, mentally tough, successful people, uh, they choose to live in a state of perpetual self-inquiry, meaning they're always asking themselves questions like, hey, how am I feeling right now? Is it working for me? Could it use a little love? Like, what state am I thinking my way into right now? Is it competence? Is it fear? You know, it, it is the state. So what am I feeling? How am I? I'm a little impatient. I'm feeling pretty serene. All right, we'll keep that one. I'm impatient, not working for me right now. In fact, it never does. So let's change the thinking. So the freedom formula, and I, I call it the freedom formula, Evan, because yep. uh, when we get what, what I'm about to share, when we truly get it, and, and then take the practice that accompanies it. We're freeing ourselves from the conditioning of our past that would have us unnecessary. That would have us thinking like rookies. That would have us think like scrubs. That would have us create the unnecessary settling, struggling, and suffering, right? That we don't uh, need to have that are unnecessary in our lives, right? So the first step is to become aware. The huge distinction, the huge distinction between mental training and physical training is that all mental training is internal. It's all predicated upon awareness, being able to look inside, be able to inquire inside, right? The inner world work, inner world, right? Uh, I use the, I use a lot of mantras, probably going to drop a lot of mantras today, like create the state, don't wait. And the yeah. outer world, the outer world is a reflection of the inner world. What I have going on in my life is the direct result of what I've got going on in my mind. If I can take ownership of that, then I'm creating the freedom and uh, freeing myself from the conditioning of my past. So I can experience reality in ways that are inspired, in ways that have me feel enthused, in ways that activate creative genius, in ways that have me feel like the expert, you know, so I can create excellence. So pay attention to your moods. Step one, start asking yourselves all day long. I, I never take off. I don't take one minute of one day ever off of this. And that is not intense. It's, it's like breathing. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't break a sweat. I don't need a gym for it. It isn't like, if that sounds overwhelming. But then, is it, is it like exercise, Chris, where yeah. once you've started the habit, it just comes so naturally that you, you know, it's, it, there's no pain. There's just joy to the, to the process. That is what's another huge distinction between the, the physical, between physical training and mental training is that, you know, physical, I have a trainer and I work out and I use the workout as a mental training experience the whole time because I, there's some physical suffering <laughs> and I got to watch the way I'm thinking about it. And when I think great, I notice how much stronger I am. Isn't that interesting? My trainer knows me very well. I've trained him on the mental game too. And he tells me, put your game face on before this set, babe, you're going to need it. <laughs> activate the warrior and I'm always stronger when I do. 
But you know what? There's none of that with the mental training. Uh, it's, it's immediately self-reinforcing. So there's no exhaustion. There's no fatigue. There's no fatigue. So all you gotta do is remember to do it (laughs) because what you're doing, if you can remember is you're elevating your state. I'll I'll come up with an example here. All right. A simple example. And we want to start with simple. Okay. We really do want to start with simple just because like in the same way that when you learn to swim, you aren't learning in the English damn channel in a storm in winter. You're learning to swim in the shallow end of a nice warm pool (laughs) because that's how we learn. And then we will graduate to the more challenging sets of circumstances. So we don't want to start with extreme emotional examples with our mental training. We want to start with the simple stuff. And, you know, by the way, uh, consider this. I I read this research experiment recently that uh, scientists say that human beings complain on average once every 11 seconds. (laughs) So if we look at that and I'll just drop this. No, I'm going to save that. I'll save that. Uh, If that's true, Let's just say it is. That means uh, if I can get really good at catching those, catching myself in complaint, that's an opportunity for me to get in a, a mental toughness training repetition, right? So here's the practice, catch, own, and replace. I want to catch myself when I'm feeling unpleasant when, at all. Yeah. Right? And, and then I want to take ownership of it by saying, I'm not feeling this way because of what's going on. I'm feeling this way because of how I'm thinking about it right now. That's huge. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius said his own version of that, you know, greatest Roman emperor ever. And he was a mental coach. Marcus Aurelius was absolutely an amazing mental coach, which is why everybody wanted to serve him. His army was so loyal and loved, you know, they, cause they grow being around him. And he said, if you're troubled, it's not by the circumstance itself. It's by your own estimate of it, which we have the right to revoke at any moment. Same thing. Right. So that's the ownership phrase. And then, then the last step is to upgrade your interpretation. So let's do an example. Okay. Traffic is a thing that is an extremely popular complaint thing to complain about. Yep. It's just really easy for everybody. Everybody just buys in that traffic sucks. So let's use that as a training opportunity and example. So I get on the highway. It's like, I don't know, 1 p.m. or so I go to a meeting or something. And it's it's all backed up. Why is it? And I get on and I notice I'm I'm suddenly frustrated. I may be cursing or just speaking. Damn it. Why the hell is this? Crap, I'm going to be late. What if I'm... Now, here I am. I'm going below what I call the O-line. I'll explain the O-line in a second. I'm getting, I'm, I'm thinking poorly about this set of circumstances. What is the circumstance? There's a bunch of cars. That's what traffic is. There's a bunch of cars in a, in a, in a, in a congested area. A bunch of people in vehicles going places that are all driving near each other and going slow. That's what it is. That's just a reality. There's no yeah. plus or minus on that. There's, that's not exciting. That's not depressing. It's just a statement of fact. Like, this is a blue pen. Yeah, that's just an observation, just data, right? And Shakespeare said, nothing good or bad happens until you think it's so. So you're in traffic and you instantly start thinking, oh, this sucks. Damn, damn it. Now I'm, I'm going down on the emotional spectrum. I want to catch myself. I want to notice that. This is, this is mental toughness training 101. I want, to get, I want to catch myself as fast as I can. 
when I am, the O line, by the way, stands for observation line. If I was going to put a chart on it, it'd be like this, right? So we, there's three ways yeah, you, that we can- You know that we are a TV show, uh, C-suite TV, C and we're primarily a podcast. Okay, so, so. I'll explain, I got that, <laughs> I got I the same thing. So, so there's three ways that as long as we're awake, we are interpreting reality in one of three ways, right? The three ways are low grade, neutral, or high grade. We're always doing that, yep. right? So what we're catching, right? The practice here, fundamental 101, is catching ourselves when we're in a low grade interpretation of reality. In other words, it's just simply put, it's like when I feel uncool. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with feeling uncool. I'm using every opportunity of that as a training technique. And you can choose, you can ultimately choose to, to feel pissed off if you want, but do it on purpose if you're going to do it. At least do it by choice, right? As opposed to being governed by the outer world. Now, on that, it just so happens that uh, every shred of peak performance research indicates that when I feel bad, I'm making it really, really tough to be great at anything. Just saying. Just yeah. saying. You can choose to feel bad, but it ain't going to help you create too much excellence. <laughs> saying. If you're gonna do it, do it on by choice. So you get on the highway and you notice first step, catch. Oh man, I'm all right. Uh -huh, I'm getting I'm pretty frustrated. A more powerful way to say it would be, wow, I'm I'm thinking my way into frustration here. That's a little bit strange language. I wish it wasn't strange, because it's accurate. It ain't happening to you. Frustration don't happen to you. You create it out of nothing. You create it with your thinking. This traffic sucks. I wish this set of circumstances was totally different. This, I, I don't like this. So now you've got a problem with reality. That's complaining, right? Has you below the O-line and you're feeling uncool. Catch. Second step, own it. Okay, I'm, all right. What was that mental toughness dude? Well, who cares what his name was? What did he say to do? Uh, catch on and replace. Yeah, catch on and upgrade. All right, with, so I call, all right, here, I'm frustrated. Catch, own it. Okay, what was that ownership thing? Uh, I'm not feeling frustrated because of the traffic. I'm feeling frustrated because of how I'm thinking about the traffic. That's huge. That's, that's freedom right there. Now you're out of the prison of your conditioned mind. And now you're free to pick whatever you want to do. You want to stay frustrated? You can do it. Don't advise it. I advise you to take full advantage of this opportunity, this mental toughness training moment and get in a good rep, upgrade your interpretation. Let's go with gratitude. Gratitude is always a profoundly powerful and infinitely available upgrade option. Okay, so t tell us more about that. Yeah, okay, so I can go, you know what? How good am I doing that I get, a, I have a car. I have a car. I've created that for myself. And where am I going? I'm going to a meeting. I have a career. I get to have this. I get, thank you for all, by the way, for all the people that toiled to build this road that I'm driving on. And for all those that put this car, car, cars, I have a car. Cars are amazing. And I'm listening to this radio and I've got air conditioning. You know what? This is pretty damn good. Now, this is not kumbaya. This is legit mind altering from problem to enthusiasm. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. 
Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So let me share with, if, you, if, you, if you're not complete, please complete. I just want to share with that's, you. That's the example. That's like the, yeah. the long, long-winded answer to your question. How do we start training our minds? So when I get in a car and traffic is bad, my first thought is, what friend have I not talked to in a while that I now get a chance to connect with? That I get to. I love that. That you just said, Evan, you said that I get to. Mentally tough people live in a get to versus a have to world. So that's perfect. Yeah. How can yeah. I? So here's another question. Here's a takeaway, okay, for everyone. When, and here, this is a phenomenal upgrade to your interpretations or your thinking. Like when you catch, catch on and replace, this is a great replacement suggestion, which is get into the habit of asking yourself, okay, I didn't ask for traffic. What can I create out of this? What can I create out of this that I would never have thought of if it wasn't for this? I, I think this is the root cause of so many people's unhappiness is because at every intersection in life, you can find joy. You just make it. Um, and, and, and joy you can find at any intersection of life. You can find any emotion on the, uh, the human emotional spectrum. You can create suffering. Let's do an exercise. Yeah. Okay. So uh, think of something and I'm not going to ask, I'm asking everyone to do this, including you, Evan, but I'm not going to ask you, Evan, what the content is of your thinking. I'm just going to ask you to think of something that happened in your life that was depressing, something unpleasant. It doesn't have to be tragic. When I do this one-on-one -on -one with a client and I'm with them, we go to tragic, but I'm there with them. So I'm not asking you to do tragic right now. We're doing a, 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 a softened version of this exercise, which is profound. So I, I'm, hap I'm happy to share and I'm happy to play. Play along, but you don't need to share. Okay. I want, you can if you want. It's, you're, I'm not going to ask you because it's, it's not relevant. What um, I think of an event and tell me when you have one, something that happened in your life, recent or distant, doesn't matter. That was totally unpleasant. You have one. I have one. Okay, don't tell me what it is. Go re get re-experience that as vividly as you can in your mind, in your heart. Just really go back into that and just take just for the next few moments. Let yourself fully re-experience that event. And as you're doing it, like let yourself get back, like really back in there. And as you're doing it, notice the emotions that arise within you as you're doing that, as you're choosing to fill your mind with that distinct choice of thought content. Hold that for just a few moments. Now we're going to change channels, just like changing channels on TV, except it's honestly faster. Now I want you to think of something that happened in your life that was just absolutely pleasant, like super amazing, whether it's hysterical, something beautiful, sweet, some phenomenally wonderful event. Do you have one? I do. Do the same thing. Go, and I'm going to give you the instructions again and notice the weird but accurate language that I use. For the next few moments, choose to fill your mind with that particular thought content of that wonderful event. Choose to fill your mind with that. 
have that be the thought content that you're opting voluntarily choosing to fill your mind with for these next few moments. And as you do it, notice the totally unique and distinct emotional experience that you're creating for yourself with that choice of thought content and do that for the next few moments. Okay. Were you able to do both of those, Evan? Yeah, I'd love to share if it's okay. Please. All right. Bring it. Because So uh, my, when my father passed, mm-hmm. uh, he was 86. It was actually an accident. He fell uh, on a floor and had a brain bleed. And I, you know, I obviously didn't want my father to, uh, to die. But the thing that really put a lot of pressure on me is I felt the shoulder of the family that I had to be there for everybody. And I didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to grieve. And so when I started to, you know, think about the, the process, I, I realized, um, you know, that I was sad and that I put the weight on my shoulders, the stress, the anxiety, all of that. And then when I thought about the other experience, I thought about myself when I was like four and five years old, standing on my father's knees when he would have his knees up and I climb up on his knees and hold his hands and just, you know, giggle and have fun with my dad. Now, let me ask you some, thank you for that. So let's go to the first one. Okay. What were the emotions? And I really appreciate your transparency, Evan. That's cool. Cause it's not even necessary. So I appreciate that. That's, that's cool. Uh, that's obviously you in service to your audience. So what were the emotions? Listen to the language that I'm using in the construction of this inquiry. What emotions did you just think your way into as you chose to fill your mind with the content from the first memory? Um, Sadness, Mm -hmm. responsibility, and um, unfairness. There's a better word than unfairness, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. right. And none of those are uh, in a pleasant context, right? Okay, so... Uh, how long did it take for those emotions to arise within you? Very, very quick. Yeah. The shifting from sadness to realizing I had taken the responsibility. You know, so, you know, sometimes when someone says something, you immediately think this is what you're going to think. But when I close my eyes and I just let my mind drift, I realized that the issue wasn't just sadness. It was the fact that I put all this pressure on myself. So, Evan, you're telling me that you're sitting there wherever you are right now, right? You're sitting in a chair, having a conversation with a dude who's sitting in a different chair in a different state. And you're just sitting there. You know, there's nothing going on. We're having a conversation. Two guys talking. Yeah. And you were able to create sadness out of thin air. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, then we changed the channel. And I asked God, I did, sitting in this very chair. I have a TV in my office over there on the wall. And I, I have direct TV. And I actually timed it. I I got my timer on my phone and I timed how long it takes to change the channel. I just put channel up and then see, and it took like 6.7 seconds. So let's note that. Yeah. You changed the channels in your mind and you went to another experience, right? With you standing on your dad's knees, holding his hands, all that. Uh, what were the, again, language, I'm using intentional language. It might sound weird, but it ain't weird. It's, it's actually accurate. 
What were the emotions that you fought your way into as you chose to fill your mind with that unique particular choice of thought content? Unconditional love, <laughs> playfulness, and no worry or responsibility. How long did that take? Seconds. I also had basically another, go ahead. Say I had another thought. Go ahead. Which was whenever I think about my father's death, I'm just going to shift to thinking about the joy of my father when I was a four-year-old. Okay. So I don't want to ever suggest to anyone that there's anything even remotely inappropriate, uh, weak, or even unpleasant about sadness. Yeah. I love sadness. I love, thank God for sadness, the sweet sorrow. It, it, it creates context and contrast for joy. And I love it, right? Pain is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, optional, right? So sadness is cool. I choose sadness. My mom passed away this past year. And, and, I, and I love, and I see her picture on my refrigerator and I talk to her. Hey, Rosemary. And, and sometimes I, I love feeling the sadness of missing her. I'm cool with that, right? So I don't want to say that, I don't want to say that that's something that needs to be avoided, but sadness, right? Uh, suffering on the other hand, no bueno. The difference is suffering happens when I judge the sadness, when I judge it mm. as bad. Oh, I wish this was over. I wish I didn't, when will this go away? Well, I don't want it to go away even. Just be cool with it. It's temporary, it's cool. Everything's temporary. Just enjoy it. Experience it fully. There was a phrase that I haven't thought of this in a while. When I went, I studied in India uh, once and a, a phrase that I took away from one of the many phrases I took away from that profound, most profound experience I've ever had in all of my personal development stuff at the oneness university outside of Chennai is everything when experienced fully becomes joy. That's amazing. Hmm. That's a rabbit hole too. So we'll just, uh, so anyway, you back to the, uh, exercise. So you, you profoundly altered your state in a matter of moments by simply choosing to change the channel, so to speak, or change the content more specifically changing what you were choosing to think about. Yeah. You traveled an enormous expanse of the entire human emotional highway or spectrum in moments time. I want to slow this down so that everybody that's listening to this gets like really, really gets this. We always, all of us possess the ability to profoundly alter our psychological states in a moment's time simply by changing what we're thinking about or how we are thinking about it. And that is quite handy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're totally right. And it's not just about creating joy. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But again, going back to human peak performance research, the better I feel, the better I am, but only at everything and only always. Only hope. I like that. Yeah. Um, Chris, I have a feeling you and I could talk for a long time because this to me is an intriguing and important uh, conversation. And, you know, in essence, you're really talking about human happiness. And I think uh, 
what you're talking about applies to the workplace for sure, applies in your personal life. And life is too short for people to be unhappy. Uh, I know that you have quite a few offers and things that and resources for people that you're literally giving away. Uh, and I'd love to have you uh, share that with everyone. Yeah, yeah thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I don't, uh, I've never been married and I don't have children. So, so my legacy is my content. And that really matters to me. So I put out a lot of it. <laughs> cool. All right. And, I, and, it, and it's all free. So uh, I want to, that is my mission in life is to spread awareness of A, that there's things we can do to strengthen the way we use our minds and B, what is that stuff so that I can create the excellence that I'm designed to create. So I have a thing that goes out every morning, right? It's called the Daily Dose Mental Toughness Tips in 30 Seconds or Less. I've spent hour, months taking all these mental toughness tips or uh, techniques, practices, disciplines, concepts, and reducing them down to like neutron star density, you know? So you can consume it in literally 30 seconds or less. I time myself reading them all. And if it's more than 30 seconds and I can't read faster and still get it, then I, I reduce, I shorten it. So. It's called the Daily Dose Mental Toughness Tips in 30 Seconds or Less. That comes out to your mailbox, your inbox, uh, email at 6 a.m., your local time, wherever you are in the world, 365 days a year, right? I also have a blog that goes out every Tuesday, and it's all mental toughness tips. I'm not selling junk. Not yeah. that there be anything wrong with that either. I just, I just don't. And, and then I also have my own podcast, which is called Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness, where I interview badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and how the presence of it has served them and the absence of it has cost them. And that comes out every other Thursday. You can sign up for all three of those in one place, which is ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S. So Christopher Doris, my last name is D-O-R-R-I-S, ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists. Put your name, email, click, get all the goodies. And again, it's Chris and then Doris is D-O-R-R-I-S. It's ChristopherDoris.com. Oh, ChristopherDoris.com. Yeah, the website, I don't go by Christopher, but somebody else took Chris Doris and he won't sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing, I think he's using it well. Well, you know, the Training Unleashed podcast is trainingunleashed.net because there's a pet training company that's trainingunleashed.com. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so, that makes sense. Makes sense. You know, so uh, yeah. Chris, we always end the show with, if you had just one tip to share with the audience, what would that one tip be? Start eliminating complaining. Literally start to systematically, a, a complaint by definition is a low grade interpretation of reality and it deactivates all forms of intelligence. It makes us stupid. The only thing you could possibly, that I can think of, I'm happy, to, I'm open to being wrong about this. So if anybody has an idea, send it to me. Uh, the only thing that I'm aware of that we could ever get out of complaining is a little bit of social bonding, but the cost far outweighs the benefit. So it's just the dumb investment. So uh, start eliminating it. So catch yourself complaining. Again, going back to that research, this is what I referenced earlier. I said, I'm going to hold it. And here it is. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's true that we complain once every 11 seconds, that's like every 11 seconds, we have an opportunity to strengthen our minds. Sweet. So be on the lookout, like be standing century in anticipation of the complaints. Like even like you know, your pen runs out of any here. Oh man, that's a complaint. Use it and go, oh, thank God for pens. And I got more. We're good. This is perfect. Pen just is. <laughs> You know, ain't bad just is, is another mantra.
neutralizing. So catch your complaints and replace with some upgrade, getting above the O-line. And, and, and by the way, there's an infinite number of options for the way you can upgrade, but gratitude is always there and is always a highly intelligent upgrade choice. It just says something really funny. I bought I, the iPod, the ear things, the iPod, I think they're called iPods. And ear pods. Ear pods. And, and the salesperson offers me for 40, for 40 bucks, it's a $250 purchase, a two-year, if they're damaged or I lose them, yeah. I can get new ones. Okay. And I said to myself, I've got to buy this because if I lose them, I'm going to go, yay, I get new ones. And that's worth the 40 bucks right there is to, to know that if I lose them, I get new ones. That's brilliant. Yep. Yep. So uh, I don't care if I lose them. Uh, but even if you didn't have that insurance, then it's like, you know, then you lose one. So you lose one the day you buy them. Right. So yeah. this is the practice. This is the practice. You're going to go, God, uh, and you're going to have a problem with that. That's a growth opportunity. Stop it. Because it ain't bad, it just is. It, it, the, what's true is you lost it. It's not, you could never prove that that's a problem. It's just an event. Stop seeing it problematically. Get in, so catch yourself out here, I'm frustrated. Yeah, not don't complain about it. Not because I lost the iPod, right. It's because I'm thinking poorly about that fact. What can I create out of this? I don't know, let's get, let's get working on that. Let's create something cool. So Chris, I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank my audience. Without you, I would not have a show. I want to thank my friends and sponsors at the C-Suite, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Again, Chris, you were fantastic. Thanks, uh, as I listen to you, I know I've got to have my kids listen to this show. Oh, that's uh, and, that's beautiful. That's very beautiful. That's, that's, and that's and, awesome. and I, I'm in episode like 150, 160, 170. I really don't know, but it's a big number. And this is the first time I've said, I need to have my kids listen to this show. That, you know what, man, you just made my day, brother. That's beautiful. That really is beautiful. Yay. I got goosebumps, man. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortle.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>